a good nerve shop. Stuff nun dollar. We're up to page fifty-four, and we will start from Amarle Rabba Leula. Okay, Amarle Rabba Leula, which is three and four lines down on the daf. All right, now get, let's get ourselves back into this. Very simply, we're in the middle of a discussion slash machlokas as to whether the aron. By the set, um, when it was taken from the first base of Mikdash, whether it was hidden away in its place, hidden in the area of the base of Mikdash, or whether it was sent into Gulls. Where do you see, where is it mashma? Where does it infer anywhere? That the Aaron was hidden away. That when the Aaron was taken away, it remains there until, means until today. So what we're understanding is Adayamazah means today, Arab Shabbos. It's still Adayamazah, it's still in that same place. One second. Whenever it says in the Pasuk, Adayamazah, does that mean that it's there forever? Indefinitely? But it says, I'll show you another Pasuk where it uses the similar expression, the same expression, and it doesn't necessarily mean always. It says, But the children of Binyamin did not inherit the Yavusim who lived in Yerushalayim. And the Yavusim dwelt in the area of Binyamin until today. Are they living in Yerushalayim right now? No. You're going to tell me these people are remained in Golos? If Ari means indefinite, and therefore... When it says Adi by the Aaron, it means it didn't go into Golos because it stayed in that spot indefinitely. It's not true. You find other cases where Adi is not indefinite. It answers the Gemara, says the Gemara, about Tanya, and we learned that a price of Yudah, and Rebuda says, For 52 years, nobody walked in the area of Yehuda. We're proving right now that Binyamin also, right, these people also went into Golos. It was 52 years, it was desolation. On the mountains, I lift up my cries. And and on the areas of grazing and in the midbar, in the desert, Kina, there is, uh, there's kinnis, okay? Eulogies style things. Because there's nobody, it's completely desolate. Nobody's living, walking in that area. Nor is there even the sound of animals. Birds in the heavens, they don't chirp there. Until everybody's gone. Everybody left the area. The word behema is the gematria of 52. So that hints to the 52 years that there was absolute desolation of Eretz Yisrael, Vitanya, and we also learned, okay, now again, why are we mentioning all this? To prove that nobody, that Ariyamazah cannot mean indefinitely, because there obviously were people, there, there are people where you have Ariyamazah, and they weren't there uh, indefinitely. And it also says, Sheva Shonim Neskaim Megafres Melech Yisrael, for seven years there was Gafres Melech, the Yomar of Yechinah, my time with Yerav Yaisi, Asya Bris Bris, Ksevacha Vehigbir Bris, Larabim Shavua Echod, it says in the Navi Daniel that there's going to be a bris with um, the leaders of Klau Yisro for a Shavua Echad, 
Okay, what is a Shavua Echad? So we usually use the word of Shavua for to be seven days of a week. Over here it's referring to seven years of a Shemitah cycle, Uksiv Hasam. And it says in Devarim, Va'amru al-Asher Azwiz bris Hashem al-Kiyavaisam. And they're going to say, oh, why did all these terrible things happen to Christ? Well, because they have forsaken their bris with Hashem, their father. Okay, so you see that yet there was seven years, an entire Shavuot Echad, where there was uh, sulfur all over Eretz Yisrael, and nobody was living there. So again, you have one Pesach telling us there was 52 years. Another Pesach tells us that there was at least seven years of Gophrus Vamelach. Bottom line is, there for sure were not people in Sheba Binyamin in Yerushalayim indefinitely. And it still uses the word Adon. Okay? So Amalei, so Ula replies and he says, Oh, no, let me explain to you why I believe Adayim means that the, that the Aram was buried in its place. Hachak Siv Sham, by the Aram it says over there, Hasam likes Siv Sham. But by the Binyam it doesn't say that they stayed in that spot over there. Now it says Gavara, Well, come on, come on. What is that? Whenever it says Sham, that means I will ask a challenging question. The sons of, of Yishai, I'm sorry, B'nei Yishi, B'nei Amalek, and they, they knocked off the remaining Amalekis, and they dwell there until this day. Now, what do you mean lived until this very day? We know Sancherev ruled over the entire world. What did he do when he gained control over the entire world? He put everybody into Gullus, which, by the way, practically speaking, has a lot, has a lot of halachic ramifications because we know it says in the Torah, for example, you're not allowed to marry into a, until a third generation Mitzri or the nation of Ammon and Moab, right, for 10 generations. How are you ever allowed to marry a convert? Maybe this convert is a first-generation Mitzri convert. Maybe they're from Mitzrayim. Maybe they're from uh, Amun Yeah. Maybe they're a Moavi. How do you know? Um, uh, how do you know you're you're allowed to marry them? The answer is people from Egypt are not Egyptians, and people from Moab are not uh, Moavim, because Sancherev switched around the whole world. He didn't want. He he purposely took everybody out of their native lands. This way, they'll be uncomfortable, and nobody can revolt. Against him, yeah. So Sancherev went ahead. He kicked everybody out of their original lands. He, he took he got rid of all borders, and he uh, he took away everybody's valuables. Okay, but so the Gemara says Tiyofta. Yeah. So you're right. It must be that if you want to prove that the Aran remained in one place um, until today and and it was hidden instead of taken away, your proof cannot be from the words. Because Adayim does not mean indefinitely without any change. Okay, fine. Omer of Nachman, Nachman says, Tony Lenter, Bryce, Bechamar, Nacham say, Aram Belish, Kast, Dir Haitz, Mayagano, the Chachamim say, that the Aram was hidden under the room that, that uh, housed the wood. Now, we're familiar with this room because of what we learned together. Remember, we said that Kahanim that have Mumim, how did they help out on the base of Mikdash? One of the ways that they helped out is they made sure the wood for the piles that were going to be used on top of the Mizbeach, uh, didn't have any worms in them, and they were, they were bakavadik, they were ready for the, to be used for the Rebbeinah Shoyim. Okay? It was underneath that room that the Mishkan is hidden. Rebbeinah Shoyim says, 
We also learned in the Mishnah, We're going to remember this story. He was in this room and he says, oh, the floor looks a little strange. Second base on Mikdash, yeah? He went to tell his friend. Everybody said, okay, don't, don't talk about it. But we all know that under the rug, <laughs> that's where the Arayin is hidden. Because they had such new supernatural uh, uh, events like this that take place. Like, Baruch obviously doesn't want this to become knowledge. Says the Gemara, my hobby of it. Okay, what was this Kayan doing in that room when he noticed, you know, an uneven floor. He was Misasek Pekardumai. He was uh, fixing up the knives for the cutting. We learned in the uh, yeshiva of Rabbi Shmol, there were two Kahanim who were busy, you know, uh, fixing up the wood uh, with uh, with their knives, you know, making sure that it was clean cut. And the the knife of one of them fell. The and a fire came from the floor and consumed uh, the knife. Rabbi Yehuda Rami, Rabbi Yehuda asked the contradiction. It says they saw the top of the poles from outside the Kodesh It can never be seen outside. How does this, what ultimately was it? Near in the near. Yeah? You were able to see it and you couldn't see it. Okay. Now, what does it mean you were able to see it and you couldn't see it? So let's keep reading. Okay? Let's keep reading. Tani Namiyachi. We learned in Abraisa similarly. Vairo Roshi Abadim. That the ends of the poles of the arm were able to be seen. Yochali Yuzazim Kaiman. I would say, oh, you can't take it out of their place. Amalayma Vairichu Abadim. It says that the poles. The poles uh, became long, okay. Meaning, even though the poles were never removed from the aron, they could still be slid outward as long as part of it remained uh, in the aron. They were, they, you know, they were able to slide, but they were never totally removed from being connected to the aron. I might think you I would think that the the uh, Poles themselves should come underneath the curtains separating right the Kaidish Akadashan from the Kaidish and be seen. It looked like two Dadi Isha, the breasts of a woman. Okay? Because the same way the the Dadim of a woman are the symbol of nourishment to the child. That's what the child relies upon. So too, the poles of the Aaron, they weren't seen physically, but they were seen, they, they came up against the curtain that separated the Kaddish HaKadoshim, and, and uh, you could see the shape of the poles behind the curtain, like Dodim, okay, to, again, signify that the Aaron HaKadosh is the source of nourishment, that, which represents the Taira, is the source of nourishment and kedusha for all of Klal Yisrael. Okay. Now, that obviously shows a tremendous relationship that we have between us and the Abishter. Summer of Katina. Katina says, let's learn some beautiful lessons over here. They would roll up the curtain and they would see the Karuv mugging each other. 
The Yomrim Lohem Lekanim would say to the Yidin, Ruh Chavaskim Lechibaskim Lefnei Amokohim. Go ahead and look at how beloved you are in front of the Rabbeinu Shleilam Kechibas Zohar Unikeva. It's like the bond of a Zohar Unikeva. Now, what is the bond of a, of a male and a female? So interestingly, every creation that God made, the Torah says, Zohar Unikeva Boresom. Not, not every creation had male and female, but every creation that has male and female, Hashem created male and female separate. But when it comes to a human being, what happened? Hashem made a human and then made the other human from the first human's body. There's a discussion whether Adam and Chava were made together, back to back, and then Hashem split them on the back, on the spine, and they became two afterwards, or whether Hashem made Adam and then the rib, uh, Chava was built from that rib. But be it as it may, why didn't Hashem make us humans, Zohar and Nekeva, male and female, the same way he made male and female anything else? Hashem made a male elephant and a female elephant. A male zebra and a female, right? Why, by humans, did Hashem not make male and female? Hashem made one, separated us, which we know the union of marriage between a male and a female is really one of the holy, it's the holiest union because we're going back to how we were originally. We were made together, right? Interestingly, what the Gemara is sharing with us here is that the Kahanim would show Klal Yisrael that the same relationship a man and a woman have where when they when there's, when there's a, a true union, they're kibos or echad. They're going back to, back to you really, you, you're going back to the reality of being one entity, so too the Jewish people with God. It's not two entities trying to be in a relationship. That sometimes works, but what they're showing us is that our relationship with really is the same relationship as a male and female, which is we are one with God. We're not two with God looking to come together. Where our relationship with Hashem is actually that we are one with him. Beautiful idea. Something to contemplate. Master of Chisdor. Chisdor has a challenging question. They should not come and look at the Kaidish. This is talking about when, um, when the, uh, when the Kalim of the Kaidish Akadoshim needed to be changed around and fixed up, whatever it was. So the, um, the Levium we're not allowed to look. Okay, so here's the question. The question is, if you're not allowed to look inside the Kedush HaKadoshim, how, when the Jewish people came on the holidays to be the Rega, how could they lift up the curtain and show everybody, oh, look, look inside the Holy of Holies. What do you mean? Even the Levium are not allowed to look inside the Holy of Holies. Um, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, Moshe Lakala will give a, to understand this, will give a parable of a bride, Kolzman Shehiba Beisavia, as long as she's with her family. Okay? When you're with your family and you haven't yet moved into your husband's house, so you present yourself a certain way. Present a certain modesty. But once you move in, yeah? you don't need to be Tsunuamibala. Uh, okay? So, um, says, the, the Gemara, says the Gemara, fascinating answer. Listen to this. In the original, before we came into Eretz Yisrael, by the original Mishkan, we were not allowed to look into the Kedush HaKadoshim. We didn't have that full-fledged relationship yet built. However, once we got to the, uh, the time of the um, Beis HaMikdash, okay, we're now in Eretz Yisrael, and people are being Eile Regal, and we're a lot more comfortable with that level of Kedusha, 
apparently it became permitted to look in. Says the Gemara, really? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, what happened over there is there was a Kayin, remember the story we just said, a Kayin who wanted to tell people about the Aaron. Why did he die? Why did he die? It must be, no one's allowed to see the Aaron. Yeah? Otherwise, what's, what's, what's going on? Amalei, no. This Garsha Yeah. What happened was that there was a separation now. There was a divorce, so to speak. Right? By the first base on Mikdash, there was a, a closeness. Second base of Mikdash, the Shekhinah never fully returned, and that's when the Aron was hidden. So then nobody was allowed. Now you, a couple gets divorced. She's no longer so comfortable, you know, uh, being immodest in front of her husband. What are we dealing with? There was no curtain. Basic question, yeah? Remember, there was a wall. There was a wall. There was no curtains. When we say lift up the curtain to look inside to the Aron, it itself is a contradiction. Because if there's a wall, they couldn't pick up the curtain and look inside. And if it's the second base on Mikdash, there was no wall, there was no Aaron either. How could they look? There's no crew. The Gemara explains, we're dealing with the first base on Mikdash. There was a wall. There was a wall. Well, my Pareiches, what does it mean? They lifted up the curtains. Pareiches the Bavi. They picked up the curtain um, of the Bavi, of the outer uh, of the outer rooms, the Amr of Zira, Marav, Zira says the name of Rav, Shlisha also Parecha say Mikdash, there were 13 curtains in the base of Mikdash. Shiva connected Shiva Shar, right? Remember, we learned this in the Mishnah. Seven curtains, one for each gate. Shtayim Achas the Pischei Shal Hechel, the Achas the Pischei Shal Ulam, Shtayim Bedvir, Shtayim Kenegdam Be'aliyah. Okay? And this, these curtains that we're referring to are the same, uh, uh, in the second base of Mikdash, are the same curtains that they had by, the, by each entrance of the gate in the first base Hamikdash as well. So what does it mean they picked it up? They picked up the curtains at the entrance of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Okay? Even though they got rid of the Arun, inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, there were paintings and engravings in the Kodesh HaKadoshim of the Arun. They used to be there, Rashi explains. So they would pick up the curtain and they would let people look into the Kedosh HaKadoshim, into the engravings that were on the wall. Look, look at the Kruvim that are hugging each other. Look at your beautiful relationship with HaKadosh Baruch, with HaKadosh Baruch, with Dechsev, Veskol Kira Sabayas Mesav, Lakala Kruvim, Betim Barasu, Upeture, Tzitzin, the walls of the Beis HaMikdash had all sorts of engravings. The Kruvim, palm trees, flowers, the Tzipa Zav, it was coated in gold, Meyusher, Alham Mechake, that was spread out over the engravings. Uksiv kemaar ish v'liyos. Okay, and it says as a maar ish v'liyos. Interesting words. What do these words mean? What does maar ish v'liyos? The Gemara explains. My kemaar ish v'liyos. What do you mean that there was a gold covering over the engravings? The Kaddish Hakadoshim, like a maar ish v'liyos. Amar Rabba Bar Shila. Rabba Bar Shila says. We now turn to the top of Nandalit on the bays. It's like somebody who um, who uh, he 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 becomes his own best friend. Okay, what does that mean? So Rashi says, if you look at the top line of Rashi, Rashi Rashi explains that Hanidbak the chibuk ve'ishtoi bein zrayosim. Okay, so uh, we're dealing with somebody who has a very um, a, a very close and intimate relationship with HaKadosh Baruch 
Yeah, the same way that you can have a, a man and woman, very close, uh, intimate uh, relationship, which is more than just physical, but emotional as well. So this is referring to like that closeness that a bride and groom feel for each other on the, on the night of marriage. So too, it's referring to somebody who constantly feels that level of, of desire and love to have a closeness and relationship with the came into the Hechel to destroy the base Yes, you'd think that the Kruvim representing the Jewish people in HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be turned away from each other. Because we, why, why was the base this destroyed? We weren't getting along, right? We weren't following the ways of Hashem. But when the Goyim came in, they saw the Kruvim were actually hugging. They took them out to the Shuk and they said, You look at these Jews, they think they're so... Uh, they're so holy. Look, look what they have in the center of their holy of holies. A man and a woman. Yeah? A, a figure, a figure of, a, of a boy and a girl. They're really not holy people. Yeah? Anybody who once respected Klai Yisrael now took everything that, that was holy about Klai Yisrael and, and uh, used it even and turned it in a way against us. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, that remains until today. This issue remains till today, and um, you know the the beautiful and precious and holy union between a husband and wife, which you know every mitzvah brings kedusha. The one mitzvah in the world, <laughs> the one mitzvah that's called kedusha is kedushin, right? The the relationship of a of a husband and wife. And the world has stolen that, so to speak, unfortunately not from us, but from others. And they, you know, they, they use things in a way where they, you know, and they, uh, um, you know, they, they view a sexual or intimate relationship as if it's something that is lacking in spirituality, which it is for them. Because most of the world, the Goyim, they go into these relationships thinking, how, what can I get out of it? Yeah, how can I, how can I take care of myself? So obviously that act of intimacy is not an act of kedusha. But when you have a couple that goes into it for each other, to give, to be there for each other, to be present for each other, that is taka, one of the, one of the uh, holiest actions that a person could be involved in. But the, the, the nachrim have no clue how to even fathom such a concept. We said Vaiter Gemara in the place of the Arain of the first base of Megdash. Instead, there was a stone called the Evan Shasiyah. And it came three fingers above the ground. Okay? The entire world starts from the Evan Shasiyah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah? The entire world starts from the Evan Shasiyah. This stone represents everything this world is meant to be. Tanan, Kaman, Omar. We learned in a mission like the Mandamar says, Mitzian Ibrahim, the world was created Mitzian. Okay? The place of Tian Jerusalem, the time we learned the Brahza. Rabbi Lazar Aimer. Rabbi Lazar says, Ilam Mayamta Isai Nivra Shanamar. The world was started at the middle and then it expanded outwards. We'll learn what the middle is. As it says, Bitsekas Bitsekas offer la mutsak or a government buku. That there was a one place where Hakadosh Baruch Hu put all the energy and, and physical things, and then there were other things around it. 
No, the world wasn't created from the middle and then spread outwards. Rather, it was created from all four sides and ultimately worked its way to the middle. Shinamar, uh, as it says, because for the snow it says, it should become earth. And rain, and Okay? The uh, different types of rains and stronger rains, Uzai, is the strength of Hashem. Rabbi says, put a stone into, Yara really means he threw, he threw a stone into the ocean. And that stone uh, that was put into the water caused the dry land to come up. Um, as it says, on what um, is its pillars, uh, uh, on, on what has its pillars drowned? Or thrown down the Evan which is the cornerstone. Okay? That the world wasn't created from a particular center of the globe, center of the circle. And then outward, nor to start from the outside. You know what the world was created from? Says the Chachamim. Majority opinion. Yerushalayim. The whole world started in Yerushalayim. Mizmar Hashem spoke and said to the earth, From Tzion, everything else, all other beauty around the whole world stems from that. You want to go to a beautiful place? All you need to do is go to Eretz Yisrael. There's no beauty outside Eretz Yisrael that you can't get inside Eretz Yisrael. From Tzion, all of the beauty of the world will, uh, will extend. Tani, we learned in a Bryser. says, These are the tall dice, the offspring of the heaven and the earth. When Hashem created them, on the day that Hashem made heaven and earth, told the Shemayim, Yishemayim Nivru, everything, all the, well, this literally means the offspring of the heavens. Okay, now what's the offspring of the heavens? Rashi explains the things that live in the heavens. The constellations, the sun, the moon. We're also created. Told us Haaretz, Meyaretz Nivru. And told us Haaretz, where everything else that dwells on earth, was created from earth. No, everything, hit us. Everything that Hashem put into creation comes from Tzion. The sun, the moon, the stars. They were all created in the area of Yerushalayim. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu took it from there and spread it, put everything into its place. Shenamar, as it says, Mizmar la'asof, Kela lekim Hashem diber, Mizmar la'asof, HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke, Yikra Eretz, and he called the earth, Mizrach Shemesh, from the sun, from the sun rising in the east, Ad until it sets. From Tzion, all of this beauty, Hashem put in its place and appeared. So you see from here that everything beautiful in the world, everything beautiful, everything that exists, any beauty that you see, stems from Tzion. Beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, concepts and ideas, learning about Yerushalayim, Heilig Yerushalayim. We'll hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, pick up on the bottom line on Nun Dalid Omud Bez on Matzei Shabbos. Um, Shabbos, it, it continues to get later. Um, so let's see. Shkia is 821.